स्मार्टकास्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन टू बाई नॉट मिंट मनी आई एम सत्य सुनटारम फ्रॉम मिंट्स पर्सनल फाइनेंस टीम इट इज द सॉर्ट ऑफ फील गुड स्टोरीज दैट एवरीबडी लाइक्स राइट एम्प्लॉज बिकमिंग मिलियनर्स ऑफ्टर देयर कंपनीज लिस्ट ऑन द स्टॉक मार्केट इज वन सच हैपी स्टोरी It happened recently with the stock market debut of Zomato and US based Freshworks with those holding employee stock option plans becoming rich overnight. Aesop is a share representing the ownership of a company that is given to employees at a price lower than its fair market value. Even well established companies such as Infosys and HDFC Bank have created wealth for their employees by issuing Aesops. While there are enough examples where Aesops have not worked one cannot deny that esops are a great way to create wealth for an employee however esops are not the only way companies incentivize employees in this podcast we talk about the four types of employee share based payments that come under the purview of sebi the securities exchange and exchange board of india and or the companies act to explain the concepts we have with us bharat reddy partner at cyril amarchand bangaldas who has almost 15 years experience in dealing with share based payments let's welcome him hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey just wanted to understand there are so many concepts when it comes to esops Let's start with the four basic terms that are used with ESOPs. One is granting of ESOP. Second is vesting. Third, uh, there's something called exercising. Fourth is sale of shares. So, why don't you tell our listeners the basic concepts of how ESOPs work? Sure, Satya. You're rightly pointed out. Those are the four fundamental concepts that we'll have to keep in mind when we're talking about an ESOP. Just to back. Uh, a little like you rightly said ownership of a company in which you potentially work with will act as a huge retention tool for employees to be with the company and also enjoy the benefits of any upside that they may see in the increase in the value of the shares sure it has become a quite a common tool now from startups to both listed entities large existing companies where esops are being given as a form of compensation to the employees it has both monetary benefits as well as ownership non monetary uh, i mean components to it so an employee stock option as the name suggests i mean there are three parts to it that's an employee there is a stock so that there's a share and it's an option so it's an option given to an employee by a company that is subject to satisfying certain condition that they can be eligible to be a shareholder of the company sure. so the first concept is of the grant of the option where the company decides to grant certain options to certain eligible employees on giving them the right at a later date to get shares so there are specific regulations on who can be granted esops Understand. Uh, but so sorry to interrupt you. Uh, maybe uh, yeah. shall we go with an example, side by side, so that sure. it will be. Sure. So, yeah. So the the, the there's a definition of em- who's an eligible employee. So they have to be in 
employment with the company which is giving the options or they can even be employees of a holding or a subsidiary company if it's an unlisted company so as long as i have a direct employment relationship with company a i as an employee am eligible to be granted options so if the company decides that let's say i because of i either i am joining the company or i'm already there and the company wants to reward me with esops it will say that this individual is going to be granted x number of options uh, let's say 100 for example so okay. i bharat as an employee of abc company uh, i am in permanent employment with the company the abc company is granting me 100 options so options here are the shares uh, right no these are not shares as yet these are only options so the okay. shares will get created only at the time of exercise so that's the last leg sure. of the the competence okay okay fine so the company will tell me that here are 100 options for you it will also tell me the conditions on which these options will become a right for me so under law there is a minimum one year requirement for me to be in employment with abc before these options can start vesting so vesting is the milestone where i meet the conditions that the company has set for me for those options to become my right so the conditions can either be purely time based and this is what most companies do at a junior level so 25% of the options will vest every year so a four year cycle is quite common so if i am with abc company let's say one one year then 25 options can vest with me if it's a pure time conditions there they can also have performance conditions so they can have individual kras for individuals to meet or they can even be K, uh, kpis of the company so either the company's revenue ebitda targets pbt profit for tax profit after tax as well typically what we have seen is uh, for the junior cadre it's quite common for these uh, conditions to be purely time based so as long as employees are with the company they get these options to vest as we move up the seniority it could be a combination of performance and time based mostly in the 50 50 mix or at least substantially similar but at the most senior level the mix is mostly on performance this is uh, purely because the ability of a senior individual to influence the outcome uh, of the company's performance is directly linked to their role as such absolutely so uh, let, let's say i'm just a junior level employee so this abc has given me 100 options so as long as i'm with the company for 4 years 25% of the options vest every year so on the first anniversary 25 options would vest in me that is i have satisfied the conditions that the company has set out for me to those for those options to vest now once these options vest are vested you get the right to buy the share right yeah. that that is correct satya so sure. once they are vested then the option will become a right for the employee it's not an obligation on the employee to become a shareholder sure. now it's become a right uh, of the employee to if i'm happy with the conditions that they are and let's say uh, 25 uh, i want to become a shareholder then that's when i exercise my right of those 25 options i tell the company that these i have uh, these tw- uh, 25 options have vested in me 
please give me 25 shares so that act of asking the company to give you shares is exercise Understand. so i'm exercising my rights and thereafter the company will allot the shares to you and in a little more complicated structure there could be trusts involved set up by the company which and the trust will hold the shares of the company the trust will transfer to you in either scenario i get to become a shareholder and i will hold 25 shares of the company okay so this is called vesting of shares so on the vesting day i get the right to buy the shares so what is the time period before which an employee has to buy the shares is is there any time period that company sets that hey you have to buy the shares at the discounted share price that i told you uh, before so and so date so once these options have vested upon the employee satisfying whatever conditions they have set out the, there is no specific time period provided under law for an employee to exercise so it's a vested right as such and therefore it's purely contractual so the companies have to decide what are the various periods for which the employee can exercise their vested option and become a shareholder in a esop document or esop plan and these terms have to be approved by the shareholders of the company so at the time of the grant itself all these conditions will be made note to the employee typically uh, what happens is as long as an employee is in employment of the company companies provide full flexibility for the individual to exercise usually whenever uh, as long as they are in employment which makes sense because the interests of the employee and the company are aligned however there are situations where you know the employees may leave a particular company and go i mean either start their own venture or join a competitor or just i mean it could include retire as well in such scenarios companies will actually provide a much shorter window for exercising it could be as little as if an employee is going to join a competitor or let's say if they have left for on bad terms the company can actually say user exercise your vested option within your last working day or they lapse that means they lose their right or they can actually even continue to hold the vested option for, for let's say 6 months 1 year 2 years whatever the company decides but typically if during employment you, you have the full length of the employment to figure out when you want to exercise sure. for situations where you leave employment it's a much shorter period understand understand so i say suppose i held the share um uh, you know um, sorry not held the share so i have the right to purchase the sale shares say i bought the shares um you know from the company and uh, i believe that at the time of me purchasing the shares itself the tax incidents comes into picture uh, right parath that is uh, correct satya so uh, one of the in the tax incidents sure so let me first uh, explain to other uh, i mean one other concept what is an exercise price or what is called as a grant price what makes it the mo- i mean what makes it quite as an incentive for an employee to buy the shares of uh, of the company they're working in see nobody wants to actually pay full price for it and get the share because you don't want to be in employment for one year meet performance conditions to get a share that you're going to pay full price for uh the reason why esops have become quite famous is the fact that the employees get a right to buy the share at a discount so they don't have to pay market value or fair value the company usually gives it at a discount 
so when this company is giving me options of 100 rupee a uh, 100 options if the share value let's say is 1000 rupees for example the company will actually tell me that listen i will give you this share at a discount and it could be as little as 10 rupees so all i have to do is be in the company for one year of employment but i'll have i'll have to just pay 10 rupees to get a share which is worth 1000 rupees okay right so that's the key difference of why i mean an esop will stand out as an incentive for employees and why you know they can just not buy it from a market at whatever the market price is that's a big benefit so, right? yeah that is the big benefit so it and depends also, on what exactly yeah sorry, yeah. sorry. um you know because if it's an listed company then yeah i could go to the stock exchange and see what is the current market price of the share that is being traded on uh, the platform but uh, if it's an unlisted company how do i know uh, at what discount i'm getting the uh, share at yeah so the company will tell you at what price what is the exercise price that they are going to fix for you uh, the employee may not know not know the fair value throughout uh, until it's actually the time to pay a tax but there has to be necessarily some valuation being done for the company to determine what is the actual benefit upside that they're going to give usually yeah. startups tend to give this at the least amount possible under law so therefore to give a full benefit to the employee whatever the fair market value it's usually okay. the face value of the share of a company so that's usually 10 5 4 whatever the company has decided to keep it so you're uh, saying that the market value will be definitely much more than the face value yes okay that's right so in my example the market value was 1000 rupees but the company has given me an option to say that when you exercise you only have to pay 10 rupees and get a share which is worth 1000 rupees but there is so no way that I, a, uh, that a, that an employee in the unlisted company knows what is the discount at which they are getting the esop at because um, i tell you where i'm coming from uh, say suppose i wanted to join a startup today and they tell me yeah. they're going to issue me esops I wanted to know, um, you know, what is the value of the ESOP that I'm given? I mean, they're saying it is part of my compensation, but I wanted to know what is, you know, the value of the ESOP they're giving me. So, uh, how how do I know that? So uh, that's right, Satya. So under law, you're not legally, uh, as an employee, not legally entitled to know what the fair market value or what is the market value of a particular share. Let's say a startup will tell you, or your potential employee will tell you i'll give you 10 lakhs worth of esops so at that time you can ask them what is the basis on which you arrived at saying that you're going to give me 10 lakhs worth of esop and that time they'll tell you you know one share is worth 1000 rupees so i'm going to divide 10 lakhs by 1000 rupees and therefore that is uh, 10000 options i'm going to give you as you know the fair market value can either go up or down typically it keeps going up assuming the business is doing well and all of it and therefore yeah. no matter what the fair market value is on the date of exercise it can either be 1000 it can become 2000 it can be become 3000 or if market suddenly hits and you are in a covid type situation and you take the brunt of the fall of a market etc and if it falls below 1000 it can also fall below 1000 so when you're joining if somebody is giving you a number say i'm going to give you 10 lakhs or 5 lakhs or 10000 worth of options you can ask the company on what is the basis of it it typically would be based on a fair market value a chartered accountant 
would have given them a valuation on it either because they have gone through a round of investment and their investors would have got a fair uh, valuation report report or they would have required under law because of some tax reasons where they were doing an assessment of the value of the company so in my option sorry in my example where you know my company abc is giving me an option worth 10 rupees and you know i complete one year so 25 options are vested in me now the fair market value of those shares are 1000 rupees so i have to pay only 10 rupees to get a share which is worth 1000 so my net benefit is 990 rupees however okay. i also have to pay tax on it because that's a taxable event the exercise of my vested options uh and the tax usually depends on the tax bracket i fall under so it could be any i mean roughly around 35% along with the cess everything 35 to 40% i have to pay on the gain that i have made since i am paying 10 rupees for a share which is worth 1000 so i'll have to pay tax on 990 assuming let's say it's 33% on it so 330% uh, sorry 330 rupees goes to the tax 10 rupees i paid to the company and the company will give me share which uh, 25 shares then effectively understand yeah so that's the actual gain that i have made what i need to i mean what an employee needs to keep in mind uh, in an unlisted uh, company and esops being given an unlisted company is since there is an outflow that is going to happen from the employee to pay the exercise price and to pay the tax what is the actual benefit i get yes it's a notional gain that i'm making right because i become a shareholder so i'm happy that i'm a shareholder of a company i work with but if i'm i want to make money uh, as an end goal of this right just being a shareholder is not enough for me absolutely for whatever reason i yeah. i need cash for either emergencies there's an event or you know i'm not so high in the racket that i need to i mean i uh, i need to save it as an investment i just need money to it if i'm not able to sell the share then i'm sitting with an illiquid asset as such so the timing of exercise also becomes very critical in an unlisted scenario in a listed company since the, there's an open market for the shares it's far easier to make the judgment call because as soon as there's an outflow of exercise price and tax i can immediately sell the share in the open market and get that money but in an unlisted company there is no open market and you might be subject to various transfer restrictions effectively you're not even be able to sell, sell the share so employees have to be careful on deciding when they want to exercise and become shareholders that makes sense so yeah we talked about granting of esop vesting of esop uh, you know when the conditions vesting conditions that the company has set for an employee if those conditions are met then uh, employee gets a right uh, that's called vesting and uh, an employee can exercise their right by buying the shares that's exercising of esop now um, the first incidence of tax comes into picture when there is uh, you know purchase of shares by an employee and that's what an employee also should keep in mind whether they just want to buy the shares and keep with them uh, once the shares are bought uh, you know an employee can decide to sh- sell the share at any time so do i as an employee have any restrictions on selling the share uh, whether it be a listed company or an unlisted company bharat no so uh, while the law permits company to provide for certain lock in on the transfer of shares 
typically for ESOP, no companies provide uh, that because anyway you have waited for a minimum of one year period, right? In being in employment for those options to vest. Uh, usually listed companies, I've never seen a lock-in at all. So there won't be any transfer restrictions because it's a listed company as such. So you can easily sell the shares uh, as soon as you're exercised and become a shareholder. But in an unlisted scenario, uh, these shares, uh, usually in a private company, the board of the private companies have an authority to either approve or reject that share transfer. In most cases, there, uh, wherever there are investment investors, either private equity or uh, venture capital, they usually have restrictions on share transfer, whether it is the promoter or a founder or even employee shareholders. They do not, I mean, companies as well as the investors wouldn't want, let's say, undesirable third parties to become shareholders of the company. For example, let's say ABC is in the IT sector. Right? They're all very co- competitive sectors with very little margin. If I go from ABC uh, as an employee shareholder after getting uh, shares on exercise, ABC wouldn't want me to go join XYZ, who's my direct competitor. Absolutely. Right? I, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't make too much sense for ABC to essentially incentivize an employee to get become a shareholder and then go join a, a competitor company. Uh, apart from being a shareholder, is also entitled to certain information rights of the shareholder. I mean, ability to vote on the shares, annual report, AGM notice, those kind of things. So what investors and PE funds as well as some founders have done is they impose transfer restriction on these employee shareholders. Effectively, they will not be able to sell until there is a particular liquidity event like either a merger and acquisition or an IPO. Okay. Or if they do want to sell and they're comfortable, they yeah. usually have a right that the employee will have to sell it to the founders or the investors. So that's sure. effectively their limited market to sell. That makes sense. Okay. So these are the transfer restrictions only for the unlisted shares, but may not be yes. there on the listed shares. That is correct. Okay. Understand. Understand. So the tax comes uh, even when an employee is selling the share, right? That is correct. So exercise of an option is a taxable event. So is sale of a share. Uh, in a listed scenario, when you're actually exercising and selling immediately, since you've paid a tax or, uh, at the time of exercise, as long as the share price is doesn't change, then there is no real gain or loss that you make. So therefore, it doesn't really impact because it's almost seem like a simultaneous event. That is me buying the share, right. paying a, a tax uh, as excess, I mean, and exercise price, and immediately selling. So there is, I mean, there's no change in the value of the share. So there is but no if capital. there is any, yeah, there is no gain. So there is no capital gains required to be paid. No. Yeah. However, if I exercise the a vested option and I'm sitting with a share for some period and whatever period that is, if there is a gain that I'm making, let's say I exercise the share when the share uh, was valued at 1000 rupees, I don't sell it immediately because of whatever reason, I think it's good to hold on to the share. And I sell one year down the line or two years down the line where the share price has now become, let's say 2500 rupees. So it went from being 1000 rupees to 2500. So I've already paid tax on when the share was worth 1000 rupees. So I've right. already discharged right. that. 
Yeah. Now I have to pay only tax on the gain that I have made since that date. Since two thousand five hundred is the value today, so I deduct thousand rupees which I've already paid tax on. So on thousand five hundred rupees, that is my gain, and I have to pay capital gains on that. And dep- depending on whether I hold it for uh, uh, under the long term capital gains or short term capital gains, depending on my holding period. Understand. Understand. But since we've discussed most aspects of the ESOPs, uh, you know, in detailed way, uh, let's discuss other uh, types of share-based uh, payments by the companies to the employees. So I've come across uh, three more. So one is uh, employee stock purchase plan, and the other is stock appreciation rights, and the third one is the sweat equity shares. Let's start with you know employee stock purchase plan. Why don't you tell us briefly on what this plan is and how is it different from ESOP? So uh, that's right, Satya. There are four different types of share-based benefit uh, schemes for employee. ESOP is the most widely utilized uh, benefit scheme. There, I mean, I would say that it's usually like if I had to come I and mean, put a percentage to it, it'll be like ninety-five percent of all share-based employee benefit schemes are implemented through an ESOP structure. There are three others, like you rightly said. One is an employee stock purchase scheme. This is something that uh, the Securities and Exchange Board of India has specifically recognized and regulates. So the uh, SEBI Share-Based Employee Regulations of 2021 regulates this. So it's actually a reverse of an ESOP. What companies do is this is more of a reward for past performance. They will tell employees that we want to do share issuance. We would like to give give you shares at a discount. So. Here is me making an offer to you. If you want to subscribe to the shares, and this is the discounted price that we are willing to provide it at, you can subscribe to the shares. So the difference uh, between ESOP and this is in the ESOP you have vesting period and the vesting condition, saying that you know after two years you can buy the shares. But you're saying that in employee stock purchase plan there are there are no such conditions. So shares are given upfront to me uh, at a discounted price. That's what you're saying, right? That is correct. So there is no concept of a grant vesting or an exercise in an ESPS. So there is no waiting period as well. So employees are just given an offer. They say the company is proposing to you know issue so many X number of shares, and this is at a discounted price. Are you willing to buy the shares? So it's Understood. if I could put it in a very simple way, it's like a small IPO only for the employees. Understand, as you said, you know, it's, it's a reward for the past performance. You know, that is correct. You've done that is correct. So there is no waiting period at all. Employees who want to subscribe will will fill that form and ask the uh, company to uh, grant them shares. So But these will not be given the comp- to the freshers, right? So if I'm com- joining a company today, uh, you know, some companies might say we'll include ESOPs in your compensation, but they may not say that. ESPS will be part of your compensation, right? Because it's a reward. I mean, it's not for it's not an incentive to retain with the company, but it's a reward for the past performance. So the freshers yeah. may not get it. Am I right here? Yeah. So while legally there is no prohibition on that, as long okay. as you are still continue being employment, you are legally entitled to it. But you're right, Satya. In practice, this is always given as a reward for employees who have already performed. Because there is, I mean, uh, it's not a retention tool. It's a literally a reward tool for that. So, uh, the other thing is that while 
the uh, let's say I do subscribe. I, I'm an employee of the company, and they have done a stock purchase scheme. I have paid ten rupees to get a share upfront, so there is no waiting period. What the law requires you is, is that there's a lock-in of one year, whether it's a list, sorry three years, whether it's a listed or an unlisted company. Uh, but still, there is no condition of continued employment. So I could leave, I could subscribe to the company at a discount, make my uh, gain, and immediately leave. The only condition is that I can't sell my shares for uh, one year. Understand? Sure. So even in this case, uh, the tax treatment is similar to ESOPs. The tax treatment is similar. So the uh, the upside that I am making, the notional gain. is tax as a perquisite uh, at uh, under the income tax act and if i since i can't sell the share immediately and there is a lock in of uh, one year if whenever i sell after that lock in of one year if the share value has increased and then that means i have a gain and i have to uh, pay capital gains on that depending on whether it's a long term or a short term capital gains understand sure sure now let's move on to the next uh, type of benefit which is the stock appreciation rights This sounds very fancy, Bharat. So, what exactly is this appreciation right that the company is giving me? Yeah. So, a third type of uh, employee share-based benefit scheme is a stock appreciation right. Again, it's in the name itself. So, it talks about what is an appreciation. That's what the benefit is going to be. In a little more complicated way, but it actually is very close to what the true benefit is supposed to be given to an employee. So, if today, let's say again, ABC is a company I'm employed with, the stock value of the company is thousand rupees as of today. The company will tell me that I will give you one SAR uh, as of today. As long as I'm with the company, and this is very similar to ESOP, so there can be grant conditions, vesting conditions, and exercise conditions. Very similar to ESOP. except that what i get is not the whole share i only get the appreciation so in my example if my the value of the abc share is 1000 rupees i have been given an sar let's just say one for the example i don't there is no real exercise price in this scenario sure. the company will tell me that at the end of one year from today whatever the fair market value of the share is on the first anniversary we will give you the difference between that fair market value and today's fair market value let's say the company has done well 25% uh, growth which is for an example let's say that 25 growth is also reflected in that market value so that will be 1250 rupees so 250 rupees is the gain or the upside that has happened from the date thus sir uh, has been given to me so okay. the 250 rupees which is upside can be given to me in either as shares or cash so i can be given 250 okay. rupees in cash directly to me obviously subject to tds or the company can give me a share which is worth 250 uh, rupees is it the option of the employee or the company decides uh this actually uh, i mean it's both actually the company can actually decide upfront to say that listen i am going to do a stock appreciation right scheme which is purely settled in shares or they can say that is purely okay. settled in cash or they can say that it it can be a combination of the bo- both which either the company will decide or the employees will decide so it's the, it's usually leaving the employee and the employee 
that's right usually the flexibility is not retained uh, they usually make it uh, make a decision up front about it but there there are few companies who have retained that flexi- flexibility as well the key difference here satya is if it is a purely cash settled scheme and the company is going to give this money out of its just its own accounts it doesn't need to you know it's not going to sell shares or it's not going to allot shares to anybody to get that money and use that money to pay uh, employees sure that is an unregulated scheme so effectively they are very complicated bonus schemes you know cash payout or cash bonus schemes from a salary perspective but, but if the 250 know- is going to be given in shares then they have to meet the regulations in terms of who's an employee that vesting period grant period all of those similar to esops that is correct understand so uh, will there be any transfer restrictions oh, so sorry there are no transfer <clears throat> sorry if it is cash settled then as there is no security there is no share. yes yeah so in this case if it is a cash settled sar then uh, the agreement between the employee employer and me as an employee ends with the employer yes. giving me cash to the extent of the appreciation witnessed in the stock that that's all. so i will not that be holding right. any shares in my hand of the company that is but in case That's of equity right. settle i could hold uh, you know a couple of shares yeah. based on the appreciation equivalent to the appreciation that is witnessed in the share price that is correct you will get shares and similar to that so then once you become a shareholder like a, a same treatment as an esop shareholder as well if it's an unlisted company typically subject to transfer restrictions if it's a listed company uh, uh, you are easy to sell it to the stock market sure sure so sweat equity shares is effectively contributions made by either employees or directors to an uh, and uh, this is the most different of the share based employee benefits because even promoters are technically eligible to be given sweat equity while uh, under law promoters are not eligible to esops sar or even psps as the name suggests sweat that is actual contribution made by these employees to the company and where the company has not really remunerated them to the full extent let's say i as a employee has a wonderful idea for a new app that is my contribution to the uh, company this is a really good intellectual property i'm contributing to the company the company is let's say only paying me x amount as a sal uh, let's okay let's put that as example it's give, giving me only 1 lakh as my salary but the ip itself could be uh, for that app could be worth let's say 1 crore so the okay. company instead of giving me a salary of 1 crore is recognizing my contribution to the company is valued much more than what it is paying me it can give me shares worth 99 lakhs as a compensation for my contribution i mean again this is there is one exception in the companies act or the, the main companies law on issuance of shares shares cannot be issued less than the face value which is usually 10 rupees 5 rupees or 1 rupee depending on what the company is decided issuance of sweat equity is the only exception to that companies can issue shares effectively at 0 rupees in this in this uh, sweat equity plan so the employee okay. doesn't have to pay anything at all okay. to get that benefit they get that benefit again you'll have the employee will have to discharge their tax obligation again it's a perquisite so 
depending on the tax bracket between 35 to 40% the employee will have to pay to get it the, just trying to um, sorry bal sorry to interrupt you just trying to compare it with the employee stock purchase plan even there also the employee is given the shares upfront um you know yeah. allotted the shares without any vesting conditions so even in the sweat equity shares there is no there are no vesting conditions uh you know the shares are given to me by the employer upfront but the difference between employee stock option plan and this is in the former the employee might have to shell out some amount from her side or his side to get the shares but in the sweat equity shares there is no such requirement it can be obtained absolutely free of cost that's what you're saying that, that is correct uh, satya oh. and there are two differences there uh, like we also discussed there's one year lock in period for an employee stock purchase plan but for sweat equity there's a lock in of 3 years understand Understood. both don't require you to be in employment once you've actually gotten the shares either under esps or under sweat equity understand understand so even here also the tax treatment is the same right uh, at the time of uh, me getting the shares uh, the difference or the value of the fair value the fair market value of the shares because if i am given for free then the whole amount yeah. will be tax responsible whole amount yeah that is correct yeah. and if i get the whole 1000 rupees so i pay 1000 uh, and since i'm not paying any exercise yeah. pri- i mean there is no concept of an exercise price i pay tax on the entire 1000 rupees uh totally and when i sell and if i'm selling at again 1000 there is no gain i made but if i'm selling and i'm making again depending on the length of the uh, holding of that share i have to pay long term or uh, short term capital gain brilliant understand but you know thank you for taking out time today and explaining this concepts in a very uh, detailed manner thank you so much for joining us so thank you happy to have <laughs> engaged in this discussion always good to know that the market is keeps evolving and employees are being given various type of incentives especially right. during this great resignation where retention of employee is something that is not just as a headache at the hr level right. this is a big headache that is being discussed across yeah, even at a cxo level and even at a board level sometimes attrition rates are very high so definitely this sweat equities sorry these uh, share based employee benefits uh will not address it fully but to a certain extent they're trying to address attrition uh, arrest attrition to a certain extent great great nice to have your thoughts bharat thank you so much bye 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 that's all for now in this episode listeners if you have any queries or suggestions you can reach out to me on twitter my handle is at Satya Sontanam S A T Y A S O N T A N A M or you can also write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com bye bye this was a mint production brought to you by HD smartcast HD smartcast